The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International. Have you ever felt left out, rejected, or uninvited? Lisa Turkhurst reminds us that perfect love never fails. So when you finish reading Uninvited, I want you to take a black Sharpie marker and I want you to cross out the un on the front cover of the book. And I want you to hold it up and I want you to tweet or, or Instagram or Facebook a picture of you because with God's love, you are forever invited in. Yes. Yes. We appreciate it. Great audience, Lisa Turkhurst is here and she is such a blessing. I'm James Robinson, my wife Betty and I welcome you to life today. Let me mention this, and we're gonna be talking about Lisa's book. This book is in the bookstores. We're giving it to any one of you who will give a cup of water to someone who is in need. This is Understanding of the Times. There are 10 different divisions in here and in each division, there are three or four chapters, and the chapters are three or four pages long. This is a shepherd's heart. It's a grandfather's heart, a father's heart being poured out in behalf of the nation to show you freedom's foundation that is eroding. It's collapsing. The walls are coming down. You know what the walls of protection are? It's the hedge of God's word. When that's cast down, thrown down, we're all vulnerable to deception and destruction and defeat. And I'm telling you, I'm laying out, it's just a simple journey. It's a simple read, but it will put you on your knees before God, praying with focus for the spiritual awakening we need. Lisa Turkhurst is here. She has written a book called Uninvited, Living Love When You Feel Less Than Left Out and Lonely. Less Than Left Out and Lonely. Would you welcome Lisa Turkhurst to our today? Lisa. So glad to see you. And you gave your little story of the miracle of what happened when you were coming the last time and couldn't come. And had you come on, you probably would have died. Not because you came here, <laughs> but because you, uh, you had a very serious illness and God through pain got you the healing that you needed and we're glad you're here. You. Now, you've written a, a wonderful book. You were gonna talk about it. I wanna read you something on the back and then I want you to download or unpack it or whatever terminology you want to use. <laughs> Rejection steals the best of who I am by reinforcing the worst of what's been said to me. Or it could be about you even. All right, unpack that. Well, so many times the voices of condemnation or shame, they come at us. But what I wanna teach people in Uninvited is just because the voices of condemnation or shame or rejection come at us, they don't have to reside in us. And too many times we take, and I've done this in my life so many times, we take a statement or a line, L-I-N-E, that was spoken to us. Mm 
And suddenly we start listening to the, the little commentary that the enemy will put in conjunction with somebody else's line to us. And then it becomes a lie that we start to believe. And that lie that we start to believe then becomes a label we put on ourselves. Suddenly you're not wanted becomes I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy to be wanted by anybody. And that label that we put on ourselves then becomes a liability in all of our other relationships. Absolutely. Because if I'm looking through my relationship with you, Betty, if I'm looking through the lens of I'm not worthy, I'm waiting for you to say something that's going to reinforce yeah. what I already believe right. about myself. And the minute you give me a funny look or the minute that you say something like, are you really gonna say that tomorrow or something like that? If I'm filtering it through, I'm not worthy, it's gonna, re it's gonna be a statement of rejection all over again and it's gonna become a liability in our relationship. And I just have seen this pattern in my life. I see it in so many people's lives and truly we are living in a day and time where we've got a whole lot of people walking around with a whole lot of offended attitudes. Mm -hmm. I mean, you just, mm -hmm hop on social media and I mean, if I say my boots are striped, somebody's gonna say they're polka dotted and they're <laughs> gonna get infuriated that I'm saying that they're striped, right? Because when when we have all of this, this, these lies and these labels and this liability of rejection bound up inside of us, then we lose sight of what God really intended for us to be. God says, love me and love people. But if we are so focused on our own neediness, it actually will turn into greediness mm -hmm. because we'll become so yeah. self-focused that anything anybody else says, unless it makes me feel better about myself, I'm going to get offended. And, and I just, I have seen it wreck homes. I've seen it wreck relationships. I've seen it wreck things in my life because of lines that became lies, that became labels that turned into liabilities wow. in my life. You had another statement back here that I wanted you to expand upon, and I hope you got that. I mean, it's, I'm glad you even came back and repeated it. It's amazing the word power that she has to express things, but you need to get what's, what she's saying. It, it needs to impact you. So when you're saying something is said to you, are you implying, in fact, that the enemy is speaking to people, reinforcing what somebody said or what you might have thought about yourself, and the enemy is saying that, and that's a fiery suggestion. When it lodges, it becomes a flaming dart. Is that what you're implying? I think what is so important to understand is it hurts exponentially more when we're kicked in an already bruised shin. In other words, if we've already received some kind of statement of rejection in our life and our shin has been kicked, then the next time someone comes along and even hints at that, then it's going to hurt exponentially more because it's going to be something that hits us again. And of course, the enemy knows that we cannot be both, we can't hold up both the, the banner of victim and the banner of victory at the same time. So what is the enemy gonna speak to us? Not in tandem with the banner of victory. The enemy is gonna speak to us and say, you're a victim all over again. You're a victim. Did you hear what they just said? Did you hear what he just said? Do you know what they meant? Do you know what that look that she just gave you meant? There's a chapter in Uninvited. It's called, There's a Lady at the Gym Who Hates Me. And y'all, <laughs> I'm serious. It is, 
It is an entire chapter that I wrote because one day... Had you I, been to the gym? Yes. I, I was working out of the gym and this lady got on the elliptical beside me and everything on her was like in shape. Everything. I mean, it was just like everything was tight and the only thing on me that was tight was my ponytail holder, you know? And so... She was on the elliptical beside me and I was feeling like a marshmallow, honestly. And she was just so beautiful and tiny. And I just thought, for the sake of every other woman out there who feels fluffy today, I am gonna out elliptical her. I am. <laughs> so I started going and I was gonna keep in step with her. And then my friend called and I didn't wanna lose my competition, but I knew my friend needed me. So I answered the phone and there's big signs at the gym. You're not supposed to be on the phone. And all of a sudden, she got off the her elliptical and huffed away. And, and ever since then, like, I just know that woman hates me. <laughs> Until one day, she came out of the bathroom and she smiled at me. And it wasn't like, I'm about to whip your tail on the gym floor. It wasn't that kind of smile. It was like, oh, hey, haven't I seen you before? And as I got on the elliptical that day, I started thinking, I don't think she's had any of these thoughts of me that I have assigned to her. Like, I think I have assigned her feelings of rejection that were simply perceived. And I think I've been dealing with not only the lady at the gym in that way, but I think so many of the rejections of our past are affecting us more than we even realize. And so sometimes rejection is real, but sometimes it is perceived. And so to answer your question in a very funny way, um, yes, I think absolutely. The enemy is the father of lies. So he wants to speak those lies over us constantly so that destruction and division can happen. And that's really, there's nothing that brings the enemy more joy, I believe, than when he divides people and separates people. Not only separates them from each other, but separates us from the love of God that's supposed to flow through us to everyone around us. But if we're so caught up in our own needs and we walk into a room and we think, who can make me feel loved? Who can make me feel beautiful? You know, who can, who can snap a picture and only use the one where I look the best, you know? <laughs> I mean, if we, it's almost like we walk in and we're so needy, needy, needy. And in essence, that's us being incredibly greedy. Instead, we should have the fullness of God. And this is where living loved comes in because yes, it's it's, the book is titled Uninvited, but what I want people to understand is I want to wake up every day and I want to be a living testimony for God's love. I don't want to be a commercial for crazy because honestly, sometimes I do look like that, a commercial for nothing but crazy yeah. in the gym, hashtag elliptical wars, right? So, but I want to wake up every day so convinced, absolutely assured God loves me. Therefore, I can bring the fullness of God into any situation I face. And instead of my insecurities being the first thing that walks into a room, I can let the love of God be the very first thing that enters the room. And instead of waiting for everyone else to make me feel pretty, my outfit looks good, my boots are cute, thanks James, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> instead of that, I don't, I don't have to wait for that. If it happens, that's awesome, but I don't have to wait for it. Because I know inside the heart of every person is that desperate need. They wanna be loved. 
They want to be accepted. They want to belong. So I can walk into the room instead of my neediness becoming my greediness. The love of God can overflow out of me. And the more we ease the loneliness ache in others, the more it will be dramatically eased in us. What do you What do you hear? What do you want to say to her in response? We've been going to the to the gym. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> We have every once in a while. <laughs> I wish y'all went to my gym because, like, I think we're the same kind of people, right? Yeah. We, we really comfort I each other. I had that same thing to happen to me on the, what is it, the stair, stair climb, climber? Yeah. Stair climber. I was on it and I'm just going, moving. I, I felt like a snail, you know, I'm just moving. <laughs> really starting to make that first next step. It's hard. And this lady got on next to me and, boy, she just really, and like, she was really toned up, you know, and everything. And I thought, oh, boy, I bet she thinks she really needs to work out. <laughs> and we, we get all of these thoughts. But, you know, when we feel the, if we'll just lean on God and what he has put in us and the beauty that you're talking about that he wants to bring out of us, when we feel our worst about ourselves, if we will just trust God. Like, I'll run into the grocery store and I'll think, oh, my hair's a mess or something, may not have had any makeup on or something, you know. I'll just run in real quick and nobody will even see me, you know. And every time that I think I'm gonna get out of there about somebody, aren't you Betty Robinson, you and your husband on TV or something, you know, I think, yes. <laughs> you know? And they start telling me about what God has done through them. And I think, God, I'm ashamed of myself because I was worried about the outer appearance. Mm -hmm. They're looking at the inside and what God's done in my life. They don't care what my hair looks like. And they're probably relieved that it doesn't that look so perfect. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? But if that's what we could forget about ourselves and mm -hmm. say, God, let you be the light in my life and let that light shine. Mm -hmm. Be draw people unto you. That's what it's all about. That That's is. our purpose. I want to read you another one of these little phrases on the back. The enemy wants us to feel rejected, left out, lonely, and less than, like it's not complete. What do you want us to comprehend? Here's what I want us to understand. Every single day, we can wake up and we can make the choice. Am I going to listen to the enemy or am I going to believe God's truth? And so every day we can say, Lord, I have desperation in me. It's just a part of who I am. It's a part of me and my, my unique package of, of insecurities and faults and frailties. I have desperation in me. But Lord, will you take that desperation and will you flip it to become a great revelation today so that I have eyes to see and ears to hear and a heart to receive your love, not just so that that love is residing in me, although that is a sweet, sweet thing, but I want your love, God, to flow through me. So these feelings of rejection, they, they are harsh and they are hard. But the feelings of rejection, while they may be a delay, they may be a distraction, they may be a devastation for a season, they will not be my final destination. They absolutely will not. Because I refuse to hold up the banner of victim today. I'm going to walk in the absolute assurance. I'm going to hold up the banner of victory because Christ died on a cross, shed his blood for me, and I'm not going to deny him the healing that he has already provided me. And so I speak that into your life today. I speak that 
that into your heart today. I speak that into your reality today because God's love for you, it can never be diminished, tarnished, shaken, or taken. God's love for you is permanent. Wow. Powerful. Powerful. And that, that's a message to you. Not, not just the people here, but to you. I want you to just summarize if, if the viewers and the people here read the book. What is it your hope? What does your heart pray for and long for in behalf of those who read it? My prayer is that the those feelings of I'm left out, I'm lonely, I'm less than, that as someone gets into the book, they they find a friend who says, I understand, me too. <laughs> I mean, so much of my craziness is woven into the pages of the book, but also so much of God's healing in me is woven through the book. And I, I don't approach the topic of rejection lightly. I know the devastation that it can cause in someone's heart because I've felt it, I've lived it. Like I said, never has a message cost me more. Mm. I have lived every page of this. As a matter of fact, when I finished writing it and I was doing the edits for the book, there were nights that I literally curled up with the pages of Uninvited. And I said, God, I know that my fingers typed these words, but that was last year. I had no idea how much I would desperately need this message this year. Mm. And so, I, I guess the final thing that I really want to say is I understand, gosh, do I understand how hurtful rejection can be, but it is not going to be my permanent condition. It isn't because through the message of rejection, that's what came at me, but I refuse to let it be in me. Through this message, God has invited me into something deeper. So when you finish reading Uninvited, I want you to take a black Sharpie marker and I want you to cross out the un on the front cover of the book. And I want you to hold it up and I want you to tweet or, or Instagram or Facebook a picture of you because with God's love, you are forever invited in. Yes. Yes. We appreciate it. All of you, thank you. And the book is in the bookstores. You help us just give someone a drink of water, literally a cup of water in Jesus' name. You say, would you please send it to me today? We will. But let me just say this to you. You're invited. Come and dine, the master calls, in his presence. Setting a table before you, he's saying, he's declaring, surely goodness and mercy will follow you all the days of your life. I will follow you. I will watch over you. You can live in my shadow. You can live in the shelter of the Almighty. It's God's invitation to you. Father, I pray for every person right now who feels so rejected, so overlooked, so unimportant, that they may understand they are a pearl of great price. You love them beyond the ability for any words to adequately cover it. You love them so much you gave your son that they might be redeemed literally reconciled to you as your child, Father. Help them see it. In Jesus' name, God loves you. You're invited into his presence. You need someone to pray with you. The prayer line is there, paid for by love. You may just call and say, I want to invite Jesus in. He's invited me into his presence. I want to invite him into my life. 
We've written a little book for you called Knowing God as Father. That's a little simple Bible study. Get you started in the Word. Be glad to send it to you. For all of you who are watching, and I just want to say thank you for helping us put God's loving arms around people all over the world that suffered this week, the last week, for this emphasis to drill water wells in 500 more locations in more than a dozen countries. I want you to watch. But oh, how I want you to hear the heart of God. And I want you to simply do the will of God. You're going to be so excited when you see the miracle that you can be in someone's life. Watch closely. Hmm. This is absolutely um, horrible um, to think that this is his only source of water. Um, I watch child after child come in this little pool of water and dip their precious little cup and drink this water. It's horrific. My heart aches to know that they struggle every single day to survive, but they have nothing else that they can do. This is it. This is their only source of water. So if they don't even dip in to take a drink of this, they won't survive. This water brings death, but we are on a mission to bring life and not just a quick fix, but something that will change this community for generations to come. We can change this for them. We could come in here with a drill. We could drill them a water well. Won't you partner with Life Outreach today? Together, I believe that we can make a huge impact into this community. Together, we can make the difference. Tammy, I want to thank you. I want to thank Billy Graham's daughter, Ruth, named after Billy's wife. I want to thank you, Beth Moore. Uh, thank you, Kathy Tricoli. Uh, thank you, Sheila Walsh. Thank you, Betty, for so many times going all over the world to show viewers of life today where the need is just indescribable. When you saw that pig walk down there and that water those little children are drinking trying to stay alive, and they're getting ill, Betty, with contamination and bacteria that causes them to have a painful death. And we really have the perfect solution. And we're asking you to give it. It's, it's not just a cup of water, but a well of water. Now, please listen closely because this is the last week. And Betty, I know you're in agreement with me. I know you've been praying with me and you know we, we give a well. And uh, because we ask God to let us give a well every time the call is there and God has heard our cry and we do it so there are couples and individuals uh, that can give a, a well. The average is $4,800, that's what they cost. Well, we're praying for that kind of miracle, but we also have another tremendous need in order to drill the 500 wells for this year, putting us past the 5,000 wells drilled. We're gonna have to have a new drilling rig. And that's a $380,000 immediate need because we've got to put it to work. So we really need everyone watching during this last week now for this, this emphasis. We need to hear from you. Some of you may have already made a gift even during this emphasis, 
but I'm asking this week, we, we just need to hear from everyone that has a heart to give and to share life. So what we're asking you to do is to reach out and touch someone with love by going to Life Today. Go to the website. There you see it is on, the, on your screen. And you can call that number if you'd like to. But take your bank card either online, lifetoday.org, or dial the number, take the bank card, use it like a check, and make the best gift you can. If you can give a well, or you could give $1,000, let's say, and be one of 380 people who might do that, Whatever you can do, do it. But also remember this, the majority of the gifts come from $48, which gives 10 people water the rest of their life. Whatever you can do, we're asking you to make the gift. We have some gifts for you. The book I mentioned earlier, The Stream, which will give you understanding of the times and praying in these critical times. Please, right now, go online or dial the number, take your bank card and make the gift that God put on your heart right now. Father, I pray every person watching, everyone watching, will simply do what you're leading them to do. In Jesus' name I pray. Please make the gift God put on your heart. Thank you for doing it. Every day, children are forced to make a dreadful choice. Drink polluted water filled with deadly disease or die from thirst. The good news is there is a solution. Mission Water for Life is one of the most proven demonstrations of God's love today. Suffering can end because clean water changes everything. With your gift today, you can help drill 500 water wells in remote villages in over 15 different nations. Your gift of $24 will help provide clean water for five people. A gift of $48 will help provide for 10. And $144 will help provide fresh water for 30 people for a lifetime. Additionally, just over $378,000 is needed to replace an old and failing drilling rig in Africa. Please consider an additional gift of $100 or more to get a desperately needed new rig in place as soon as possible. With your gift, we'll send you The Stream, a powerful new book by James Robison that charts a clear path for your personal revival and a spiritual revolution. With your gift of $100 or more, please request The Promises of God coffee mugs. Finally, please consider a gift of $1,200 to help provide water for 250 people or a gift of $4,800 to help sponsor a complete well, and you may request our Majesty Bronze Sculpture. This is the last week. Please call, write, or make your gift online today. You're going to love these uh, Promises of God mugs. <laughs> I tell you what. Uh, we've had our viewers tell us they've enjoyed the coffee cups that we've sent, and mm -hmm. my goodness, we've used them and given them to friends, and mm -hmm. also the stream. This is really, I believe, God's heart for us in this moment right now to pray for the future of our nation. If you'd like to have uh, Lisa's book, Uninvited, it is in the bookstores. You can get it online and encourage your friends to do so. But you help us give someone a cup of water, and you say, would you mind sending me Lisa's book? Would you... Would you send it to us? We will. And we want to thank you during this last week of the emphasis now for the 500 wells and the new drilling rig. Thank you for having a part in it. Thanks for sharing the love of God. Would you join Betty and me in saying thanks to Lisa for being such a blessing? You really are. We love you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank all of you. Y'all are great. Thanks for sharing life today, not just watching it. Join us tomorrow.
He's raising up a band of women who, like David, we know God is our protector. Sheila Walsh, tomorrow. Life Today is made possible by the supporters of Life Outreach International. Your gift will be used exclusively for the exempt purposes of life. The ministry features specific outreaches as examples of the programs it supports and conducts. Gifts are considered to be without restriction as to use unless explicitly stipulated by the donor. The ministry is a member of the ECFA.